It is a Grashlin party, and we are here with me. I'm Grant, and this is my wife, Ashlyn. That's me. Yeah. And uh, you know what we're doing? We're making this show. What is this show? What is this show, Ashlyn? Uh, uh, that's for us to know and you to find out by listening. No, it's a Borkor. That's, ex- that's exactly right. Yeah, it's Borkor. It's Borkor podcast where we chat gently and soothingly with each other and with friends. Mm-hmm. And it's just mellow. It's mellow here. It's a mellow zone. It's a mellow Borkor hang zone where uh, just about every day we spend about an hour uh, just, you know, really getting to know each other in ways that uh, we otherwise don't. And we do so with friends and new friends. That's what we do. And sometimes we also just rub our hands near the mic and we observe that it sounds like sandpaper, which is strange. Yeah, uh, that's something that I feel sort of weird about isn't it weird that your hands can make sounds just by rubbing together because they have bridges on them do do rub your hands oh you made fart sounds with your hands yeah you're getting you're getting farts oh wait that's abby those aren't my hands those aren't my hands (laughs) oh wait a second those were actual butt farts they just sound like wait is that your armpit that's your that's not just your hands i I can do it on commit no those are my hands those are my hands i'm very talented i actually can't do the armpit fart i've never been able to figure that out i don't think i spent enough time around uh summer camp people uh so Mm. i never learned the armpit fart, but I, i can do the hand quite adeptly I can't do the hand one, so this is, you know, a, a real joy to to hear a master of the craft. Yes, that <laughs> is great. So welcome well, uh, it, to hanging out with us. It's a pleasure to be here. When I, was, when I was 12, my parents sent me... Sent me what? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so, well, when I was, I didn't mean to speak over you. Uh, when I was 12, my parents sent me down uh, to the, I think there's a delay here. Is that true? There's I, a delay? I, I oh, man. A... Oh, there's definitely oh. a delay. That was like two minutes. Um, wow. Mm. Zencaster. You know, I was liking Zencaster a lot to be doing this uh, uh, this podcast this way, but now they've added new features. Now, apparently, there's a delay. Uh, so that makes it just real awkward. And that's fine. But anyway, hey, thanks for being you here. You heard me Abby right after you hear me. I heard you. Oh my, that was like three, four seconds. Yeah, that was several seconds. This is good. This is like having a CNN correspondent. This is like, this is, this is somewhat uncharted territory for us. I think it would be very funny in a malicious kind of way if I just pretended there was a delay when there wasn't. (laughs) I think I'm I'm going to sit on that if I'm ever invited on something with people I don't. You don't. Not doing what? You can just pause. I did fake that delay a little, but I don't know what delay there already is. So maybe it was. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I wonder. Hmm. Grant, should we open a different program? No. No, no this is gonna, fine. We're just going to bore core our way through this. Yeah, we're just going to we're just going to keep going. It's all it's listen. The decision has been made that this is live. Come hell or high water, we're we're doing it flaws and all, 
And although that there's going to be a little bit of a delay on Abby's end, Ashlyn, I think that just means that we've got to step up to make sure that our questions end with question marks and that our sentences end with exclamation points. Fair, fair. That's a fair thing to ask. Um, but why don't you introduce our guest? Because well, I was trying to, that. but there was a delay. All right. I'm trying to say that her name. So we have not really met her before. I've talked with her a little bit uh, on Twitter, uh, which is where I met her, I think, um, unless we met at a comedy thing, which is possible. Uh, I don't really remember. Maybe she remembers. To my mind, it's been a Twitter friendship. And what I like about Abby is that she posts a lot of like nerdy, geeky stuff. She's posting about anime. She's Ooh. posting about video games. She's posting about cartoons and posting about Mario. And so we've been talking about Mario quite a bit of like just imagining, you know, what different angles could be taken with the Mario story that wouldn't be super hack in terms of like, whoa, they're all on drugs, dude. And wouldn't be a straight adaptation of the games, but just because I've been in such a Mario headspace, uh, she's been fun to pal around with that. And then also, I just want to get to know her. So this podcast seemed like, you know, the appropriate space to do it. Abby, do you think that's pretty accurate? I, I think I think that's very accurate, although I, I have this wonderful image. And I want to be clear, I don't say this to denigrate you at all, but I think a hysterically funny bit would be a podcast where it's like, we want to invite you to be like our third in a menage a trois. Like, but, but you never <laughs> tell people that before you have them on the show. I think I want yeah, to do that. You just spring it on now. them. Just the yeah, most, it does. The most, it feels like it possible. might be that it might, it feels like it's going, it feels like it's leading up to that where it's like, all right, Abby, thanks for hanging out with us. So, um, you want to come into the bedroom or what? And it's not that podcast, but, uh, I can see how it's already giving that vibes and that's horrifying. You know what I usually well, ask like, people? No, is, I mean, to, to be clear, this is more because I've only ever met married couples in LA who then, like, several days after us meeting them, are like, you know, we're in an open situation. And I don't know if that says more about the people I spend time with, about LA's comedy people. Maybe I'm like a prude. I don't know. I, well, this is a this is a closed marriage, um, Ashley. And I. It's, a, it's, a, it's <laughs> I exclusively. That. It's a very. It, it is unfortunately closed. Uh, with no new business uh, at this time. But Abby, um, I think that that's like a well, I, I'm leaving flattering then. thing of like, and it's, I mean, flattering in its own way. I don't think, I mean, you know, it's hard, I think, to always get hit on. But wow, we, everybody wants you to be their third. Like you're, you're, you know, a prized unicorn, they call it in the biz. I mean, I also don't know that many, uh, married couples in LA. Uh, I don't believe the institution of marriage uh, matters anymore, possibly because um, we've opened it up to the wrong. I don't know. Um, I don't know yeah, where I was going with that. I already regret it. I yeah. already regret it. I do like, Wait, we've got uh, to edit this out because it did sound like you were trailing into being against gay marriage, which would seem bizarre. I, to, to be clear, uh, I plan to get married to my girlfriend at some point in the future. <laughs> Don't cancel me. Right. I do think I do we think do. it would be very funny to. Um, no, it's not funny. I was going to say uh, what I usually conclude from all of the people inviting me to join their their uh, unique marital situations is that um, they've selected me because I I look exactly 
weird enough that neither of them will end up self-conscious <laughs> about their own appearances. Cause I, I can only imagine being in a threesome is just a nightmare of like envy and jealousy, but like you can't state any of it because it would completely kill the mood. Right. Yeah. 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 It seems like it would just be very self. You'd be very self-conscious the whole time of like, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? I don't know what's okay anymore. Now the, the boundaries are all fucked up now. I don't know what to do. I'd either feel like I'm being my... selfish or I'm being ignored. I yeah. assume. Yeah. yeah. You I kind of like... have to, to always be keeping score too, you know? This seems mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what would be the best way to go about it would be this is where sex work comes in. Is like you hire a third so that it's very mm-hmm. specifically for a one or like it's that way you can't really you can't get it, it can't ruin everything because you're hiring help and you're hiring help for the specific reason of your partner can't have more than one body unfortunately for you the partner can only have not one yet. body not, not uh, unless yes. you're playing super mario 3d world and you get Ooh. one of those <laughs> things that splits your character into two or three we Before, could all be tripping on double cherries. and The double cherry is the most then, suggestive Mario power-up name. The double cherry? <laughs> it's yeah. definitely, yeah. It's, it's got a little, a little sauce true. on it. I think, I mean, I can't believe that we were on the eve of a Nintendo Direct. Uh, turning this from threesome talk into, wow, the Nintendo's coming out with more games tomorrow. I'm really excited. And thrilled yeah. about this. This this podcast now is also accidentally finding the threshold of where Ashlyn's te- cheeks turn red enough to just to the <laughs> Nintendo. I write stuff for children. I have to, you know, make sure that we stay on target of what's the other the... the other episodes that we just didn't have. So there was just you and me, and you talked about how you have all these murder fantasies. How you wanted I like <laughs> you want to just oh, those kill are everybody. Normal. Those are normal. But there's it becomes a little bit of a hypothetical sex talk that's just put out there as a gag, and all of a sudden we've got to crawl back to Nintendo, our happy safe place. Our happy safe place. Yeah, it yeah. is a happy and safe place, Nintendo World. Who doesn't fantasize about being murdered, though? I don't. I don't want to be murdered. I don't think. I guess I had a dream last night where I was sort of getting murdered and stalked through an endless airport. But I was never. I didn't. You know, I didn't get to the kill shot. I didn't get to the point where I actually was murdered. I think I just made it home okay. So it's sort have of disappointing. Died in your dreams? Great Greg? question. Abby, have you ever died in a dream? And did you I die in real life as a result? I've I've only infrequently have I died in real life, but uh, I used to dream constantly of uh, drowning. And then I would wake up and it, it like my oh. my face had been like blocked against the pillow and I was actually drowning. Uh, And I feel like that's something that like one subconscious should be better able to prevent. They should notice faster when you can't breathe. But I I guess I just didn't. (laughs) I mean, I I did notice in time. Yeah. Thank goodness. Instead of sending you these like coded dream things where it's like, oh, you're drowning. You should not drown. But really, instead, your body should be like, hey, look, here's a dream where you're being suffocated by your pillow. It's Wouldn't it be nice actually- if dreams were that direct if they if you didn't have to decode them, the dreams? If it was just like, hey, you just just exercise more or hey, uh, stop smoking marijuana instead of it being like, here's a dream about choking uh, on your own tongue and your own blood or 
whatever it is. I just I want the dreams to be to like to just get to the point already. Dreams, sheesh. Yeah. Get to the Absolutely. point. You know, I, Stick I, the landing of the to ending. be honest, I feel like the subconscious should be powerful enough to be able to just roll you over on its own and not even bother you with the dream. We want yeah. a dom conscious. We don't want a subconscious. We want a dom conscious. At the very least, a switch conscious. Sorry, I wow. brought it back to sex talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, wait. So I actually want to get to know our guest more. Sorry. Abby. I was I fell into Bits world. Hello, Abby. That's very Abby, Ashlyn, you, Ashlyn. <laughs> Ashlyn, Abby, Abby, Ashlyn. Um, so... You like cartoons, you like games, but you're also a comedy person. Uh, what was your last game that you played, video game that you played? Oh, that's a good question. I just got into uh, the the classic, the masterpiece, Bandai Namco RPG Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Wait, are you a Digimon fan? This is going to be a Digimon fan podcast as soon as I can get I'm- Grant off. <laughs> I'm I'm so delighted to hear that. Get off, Grant, right now. <laughs> why? 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 Why does this have? Why does somebody have to always be excluded? Listen, I'm here Grashland for the Digimon. Digimon cast. So this is Digimon. I feel like I've had a few conversations in the last little while about how underrated Digimon historically I think was, and how great of a franchise it is. And I hope that they like reboot it significantly soon. I mean, they they have that reboot cartoon going on right now. Oh, what? Have oh, what? it's it's been under under um publicized. It it got cleared. It was first like thirteen episodes, and then on like episode four was when the huge COVID lockdowns happened, and oh. it went on break for two months, and then it came back, and then within a within a little bit, it got cleared for like sixty five episode season, and wow. so it, it must be doing pretty good. Like the, the merch has been selling so well that they've got like Digimon themed bath bombs now, which wait, sorry, there's, there's, there's already a reboot cartoon and uh, there, there is a, it's, it's, yeah, it's it. the, the kids from the original series from the like 99, the adventure run. Oh, but it's like, that's the I, best I, one. I honestly haven't had, had a chance to watch it because I, I can barely focus on subtitle things. Um, But yeah, it's those kids again, but it's like, yeah, it's a reboot instead of a sequel. Which is kind of after try. I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't like try that much. It is I don't know the simulcast. I think is Funimation or one of those sites. One of those subtitle. It wow, they're legit right, subs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think it's is. Yeah. It Did you see the? Oh, I assume you're on Twitter because you. Uh, so I uh, I saw this tweet that was like you're not a real anime fan if you only like naruto dragon ball z it was like this long list of anime um would you do you watch a lot of like mainstream anime versus like more indie stuff not nearly as much as i should and the reason is more shameful than than um i should be admitting um the 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 old anime that i used to watch as a as a young and was all very shrill sort of very low sound quality dubs. Like, like I think they only ever had the VHS yeah. tapes and then they yeah. re-recorded over the VHS with like terrible music. Not to denigrate the work of Shuki Levy, uh, but generally worse music than the originals. Uh, the, the microphones, something was peaking. And so there, there'd always be like this lady sort of yelling at the top of her voice. 
um, to play like a small, cute character. And that was just sort of what I grew up on. So even now, that's sort of the kind of stuff that I most enjoy watching, even though it's objectively like they didn't have the kind of equipment that they needed at the time. Uh, I shouldn't like it, but I I do. I seek that out. I've been watching uh, the original Slayers dub lately. It's great. (laughs) See, that's like, I I hear you because there was like definitely an era of like weird dubs. And I, as somebody like, kind of tends to do stuff while I watch shows. Part of the reason I haven't Mm. gotten back into anime significantly is like, I keep being like, Oh, but I should watch the subtitled version, but I don't, I don't really want to like focus on the subtitles. Um, so it's like sort of an interesting thing because like, I also grew up on like the, like re like real bad dubs, you know? Mm Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, it's, you know, I, I mean, it's, we get so much anime now, but you know, there's nothing like the bad crunchy, like stuff that you had to like really track down <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's, it's a shame. I, Oh, oh for, for me, like I, uh, and I have told this to grant i think i loved uh escaflone which is like very famous uh series but they used to to show it at like 10 o'clock on ytv and it was like a weird dub and like they had to cut out all the like kind of dirtier bits because it's a very weird series i don't even know why they chose to like bring that over uh and like dub it uh but I mean, that that was, like, how I got into art originally, was watching these, like, kind of weirder shows that they brought in and dubbed, and, like, the story didn't quite make sense because they dubbed it. Um, Yeah, I don't know that show. Maybe you've brought that up. I don't know. You've never tried to show it to me, at least. I wonder if it's easy to find. (laughs) Like, I used to have have DVDs, uh, but they were, like, you couldn't buy, like, official DVDs. So it was, like, a fan sub i guess so all the subs were like just a little weird um i'm trying to even think like they didn't call it like cat girl it was like kitten woman or something like that (laughs) um anyways so yeah that's my like anime experience i guess um and i I do yeah like yeah that's good i i i have no i i mean that sounds interesting i want to watch it i still have no idea who our guest is abby who are you how do we know each other is it just through twitter or I, did we meet in comedy i'm 100 percent sure uh you just sort of saw a thread that i did on twitter or something and and we we made friends over twitter and and it was just sort of long enough ago because you know once you meet someone on twitter it's not like you're like oh we're best friends now it's just oh we both read each other's jokes about poop whatever and then weeks later having forgotten this incident because it is not an incident that you would remember it is not an incident of great significance um having forgotten then you just stick uh, in the head trying to put together the mystery yeah well i i i i've stuck in a lot of things in my day um it's a medical condition we're looking into it that that was a week (laughs) i'm sorry that was i didn't have anything that was a good punchline I I've been good. walking all over. My 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 limbs are sore. I had to buy my insulin today. 
and the and the pharmacist like looked at my copay for insulin, which famously has gone up like 15 times since 2000. Like the price is 15 times what it was in 2000. Um, and he looked at my copay and he said, are you sure you want to pay for this? And I don't know what exactly he expected me to what? do because my only option is to pay for insulin or die. Wow. What a... I mean, it is bewildering. Did, did you just sta- did you just stare at him? I mean, how do you even respond to that? Well, no. Uh, well, what 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 confuses me is this has happened pretty much every time I've bought insulin in a long time, and back in the day, uh, companies were willing to deliver insulin, but uh, ice packs are apparently expensive. So now, uh, it's like one of the only drugs that they won't just deliver for free, even in this horrible pandemic. Um, Really? And I mean, even before then, you know, you, you look at the pharmacist and they say, oh, are you sure you want to pay 40 to $90 based on like where my uh, deductible is the, at that point in the year? Uh, and always say, oh, are you sure you want to pay for this? And every single time it feels like that implies that they're selling insulin to people for what they feel is a reasonable amount of money. But when I ask, none of them can clarify what these people are doing, what plans they have, what coupons they're using that they're getting their insulin for a reasonable price. Yeah. And you're, this you're is a heavier LA, subject right? that I meant it to be, to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. And to be clear, I'm alive. I, I have people who can look out for me if I, if I end up short one month or whatever, not that that happens frequently, but you know, don't, don't listen to this and think, Oh, poor Abby. There are other people who are worth your concern, but this is also a, a, a funny jokes time. Is it and, so? Uh, what, wait, what so do you take I, the I insulin for? What's, is it? Is it? Uh, it's daily uh, diabetes. Insulin? I don't know much. It's da- okay. Uh, that's what well, I. Well, I actually, with, with most forms of diabetes, you sort of will take it as you eat or whatever. I've been on an insulin pump since I was like 12, 13. Um which people have tried to tell me that the pens are better. Those are like pre, they're basically syringes, but they're like preloaded, which is yeah. just so. My friend Reed uses that. He was wait, just on wasteful. A couple days ago. Yeah. Oh, nice. Sure. Uh, well, I, I, I should be trained in those one of these days, but it, I don't know. I've, I've been in the pump so long that I don't really know how to adapt. Um, but I, I just have a, a port in my stomach. That uh, about every two or three days, it uh, sort of becomes useless because insulin slowly crystallizes at room temperature. And uh, so then I have to tear this tube out of my stomach and load up the spring-loaded device and install another IV port in my stomach and uh, or in my thigh or, or my butt. I've heard people who do, that do it on their butt. I feel like I'd sit down on it and tear it off somehow. I don't know. Um, I, I am not experimental yeah, in the places that's... that I choose to stab myself. Um, but it, it's kind you of neat. Hear the air I, horn you know, I, I get an IV in my hand. What? Yeah. I said, I think you guys can't in the new Zencaster update. I think you can't hear the air horn that I was playing, uh, for Have you your... been playing this air horn the whole time. Well, for at least for the butt stuff. I mean, for that, <laughs> that got an air horn. Uh, Yeah. That's a, I, man, I feel denigrated by the use of the it. phrase butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> butt stuff or, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, Abby, how is your, uh, well, besides insulin, how's life lately? How is pandemic? You you live with your 
girlfriend or how did how did you guys meet? How I, long, uh, I live with like, my lady Morgan. We've been together for like eight years. Eight or nine. Oh, wow. That's a long time. What that's is it? It would have been like April. I was gonna say we that's met, the same, but it's like. So we're talking 2013 oh, is when same. you met, right? We would have met in 2012, but then it's like because we we met when we were like on opposite sides of the country, and then there was sort of a courtship, but only within the the context of like, oh, you live on the other coast. Um, but then uh, we both sort of ended up needing a roommate at auspicious times. <laughs> and so we ended up moving in together. That was nice. Wow. That's so sweet. That's wonderful. Wait, you um, met when you were on opposite coasts. You were in LA and yeah, she was. Yeah. Uh, she was in San Francisco. I was in Pittsburgh and she was in San Francisco. And then I oh, had I to visit San Diego you, for the funeral move- of my grandmother. And we met sort of while I was on this coast. I ended up uh, spending a few days up visiting her, and we hit it off in San Francisco. It was nice, yes. But it was also like the weekend of my grandma's funeral, so it it does feel slightly ghoulish to recount the story in such a practical way. Uh, but I was raised by engineers, so that is unfortunately the way that I've been raised to see the world. Huh. Yeah, and I mean it. It's sort of like I think sometimes tr- like dark times can bring you closer to someone. So maybe that, you know, there's like a sort of a sweetness there, I guess. That, that's very apt. That's very apt. My father is not, um, not a, not a real family guy. Like he has a brother who also lived in San Diego. He's now in Colorado, but like the entire time that I've known my father, I've I've rarely known him to speak to his brother who like he grew up with obviously and and who has has all of these kids. And my my dad just never really thinks to call them because again engineers. I've always kind of wondered if my dad is like on some sort of I I don't know. He he just maybe this is normal uh, for dads. Um, I don't know. My um, my dad is a mathematician. Uh so I also like hmm. relate to that sort of like strange and i don't also don't know if it's like i think some of it is also just like a dad thing but that sort of like Hmm. strange emotional distance from their family or like just from things in general i think maybe of that generation too uh because this definitely also sounds like my dad my dad and his brother did not reconnect for 30 plus years uh until my dad Uh, was very sick and then he passed which was uh two or three weeks before our wedding um so that was also pretty stressful uh Hmm. and i didn't meet anybody from my dad's side of the family until what was ostensibly our honeymoon which included a trip to ireland where uh my one aunt the remaining side of the family my cousins i met uh there and that was actually uh pretty fun wouldn't you say ashlyn yeah but yeah it's it was uh, also intense and heavy yeah it's strange how families sometimes like drift apart like that um Hmm. and then their kids are kind of like 
what? <laughs> Who am I related to? Like, where? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I just don't have a lot of family, yeah, it, really. It, I mean, I do, but like, yeah. Or I, I don't really, like, everybody's very, very spread out. And uh, at least from me. Ashlyn has more connections in LA and then along the, the West Coast up in Vancouver. I have family spread out and by proxy. So it's a search for community that drives this podcast. Gosh, bless it is just uh, trying to reach out to friends and see who people are, I guess. And it has to be content, not necessarily, but this app used to be good. Well, I, I worry I won't be providing you much content simply because uh, even I am not sure who I am. If if we can end this podcast and I have a better idea of who I am, uh, I think I'll find that more rewarding than I dare say any of your audience will. <laughs> um, well, actually, that's, yeah, I, that's I do wonder point, if too, because did I... I'm... Yeah, no, I mean... It's free therapy, uh, or it can be, um, for you or for the, the, the listener, my therapist encourages it. It's his fault. Actually, he was the one that suggested (laughs) just doing it. Uh, and then I was like, but I don't want to edit it. And he's like, fine. It's like, so I'm just going to post it. Okay. Well, maybe no one will listen. I don't know. Do you think there are any like sick comedian freaks who just record like, audio sessions with their therapists and then put them online as a podcast. I'm sure someone's done that. Well, this sick freak was going to have his therapist on as a guest, but then uh, had to reschedule it. But I think at some point I'm going to have my therapist Aww. do the pod. I, those so those, those are, are fascinating. Cause I remember like, Ooh, maybe 2011 I was at a Halloween party or something. And my therapist also showed up there. Um, and she just sort of excused herself and I felt so bad because like I wasn't even close to anyone at the party, but I guess she figured that sort of professionally it, it wouldn't be right for her to remain. I, I, I would have been happy to listen. I would have been stoked make... for an excuse not to go to a party. I hate parties. Sure. Uh, as, as I understand it, it's kind of up to each individual therapist about how to like maintain that distance. I mean, I feel like it's the same as like when you're a kid and you see a teacher at a grocery store, it's like, it's just sort of the cognitive dissonance thing of like, this is strange, but I don't see why it has to, I don't, I don't see why she, you, you had to be the reason that she had to leave. In in, in other words, um, I don't think there's a law that dictates that you can't share the same space or that that somehow breaks, you know, yeah, I guess the, the other possibility is that she just really didn't want to be in a, at, in, in a social context near me. Even Maybe though, you know, it had nothing to do with you. Are you sure it was I, Everything definitely... revolves around me, Grant. I don't think you understand just how much <laughs> time people spend <laughs> thinking about me, judging me. Well, what I mean to say is, did you ask her about it at the next session of like, hey, did you leave because of me at the party? You know, to be honest, I, I haven't been in therapy in so long that I, I've blocked out all memories of it. I should probably talk to another therapist mm. to uh, draw up these memories that I've blocked out. Um, but I've completely forgotten. Mm. I, I don't remember. I think I think if I'm remembering and I, I rarely remember things right, she sort of phrased it as, you know, it, it was the, the more professional gesture to leave, but... I, I think she thought that she was being kind, but as I say, I hate parties. My ex was there. I, I wanted to leave. 
but I had to make it clear that I was very happy and not screwed up at all over it. So, oh yeah, you had, to, had like, to. I had to stand in the corner going, <laughs> "What a great time I am having! So much better now without. Well, no need to go into that. Ha <laughs> <You>. <laughs> I well put. Yeah, there is that thing. I I think that when I was younger, it used to like kind of like tear me up a lot more, like seeing people seen exes or like seen people that I used to you know do whatever like at parties um but now I just want to aggressively be happy and just be spiteful uh all your happiness is spiteful is that right well yeah I I have always sort of there's a, a a quote of like you everybody writes uh either out of horniness or spite and I definitely write and like create sheerly out of a place of spite. Wow. Um, but you're so you, productive. <laughs> yeah. I'm very spiteful. Well, that, ex- that, that, that brings to question my dry spell because I think maybe I write out of horniness. Yeah. yeah. Baby, Austin Powers too much of a, Oh man, I lost that sound effect because of the update. Oh no. Yeah. There's no. Abby, OB, what about hey. you? Are you a spite creator or a horny creator? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like I'm only really able to get creative uh, after midnight when like my internal sensor is asleep. So I think oh, I'm yeah. more of like a slop creator. Sloth creator. You're you're like, uh, I mean, that just sounds like kind of divine inspiration in a sense. Like you have to sort of like be brought to the well from which you are drawing from. I think that fits the horny category. I, I like the way you phrase that. I think you're point. giving me too much credit. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, I think it is funny, like when we think about how best we work and like everybody has such different ideal work areas. So it's like, for me, like mm. I work best surrounded by my own trash on a couch, um, <laughs> no matter what I'm doing. Um, and Grant's very neat. Grant like has to have everything. I mean, if I can speak for Grant, he has to have everything like kind of set up very particularly. He has to have like kind of, you know, like a, a good calm workspace. Definitely prefers to like write in the nighttime. Uh, Definitely a night writer. I don't know how neat I am, but I, but I don't like, uh, I do like things to have a, I don't know. I'm also saying this recording in the garage and I'm looking around. And I'm like, I don't know if, the, but it's, I guess, relatively, or it's still pretty sloppy, but uh, yeah, look, I'll say that. It, yes, definitely a after uh, midnight writer and, and more for uh, the love of the game, ideally um, just Aww. doing it because it's sort of fun and it's, and it's its own reward. Uh, which is why I guess it's, it's probably just Abby tweeting late at night and then, I guess we're just chatting in DMs about wanting to like just write stuff for the sake of it. Um, yeah, you know, I'll tell you, I, I was really proud of myself for a while, sort of getting into the headspace of like, oh, I'll, I'll write for myself. I'll, I'll just write something that I myself will enjoy and not worry about if it can sell. And I think that's a big component of why I have never sold a script. <laughs> I, I think th- I think there's a link there. Um, tell Ashlyn and us about uh, the comic that you're working on. 
Oh, um, I, I'm almost done. I, I the, the colorist is currently uh, changing a panel that we decided to, to redraw. Um, but I'm sort of a week or so away from sending out uh, pitches for a short, like a five issue series or like a 120 page standalone thing. Um, comic about uh, a, a clown who is drafted into a giant robot war. And it combines two things that I enjoy a lot, which are giant robots and the draft. <laughs> what's it? What's it called? It. Oh, I'm I'm very proud of the title because one of the robots is this cool, top of the line robot, and the other one is is a clown robot, and it's called Rocket Punch and Judy. And I'm oh, that's delighted good. with this. I was I was explaining this premise to an IGN like journalist person at a mixer like two years ago because this project got super delayed, um, and he said like I don't know what Punch and Judy is, but like he seemed to say that as Ashton if it was my Punch fault that he doesn't know anything, <laughs> and I I just don't appreciate people who come to the world like that. Yeah, Ashton, totally. I really don't just someone fan? explain. Punch. I feel like you've. I feel like you've talked to me about Punch and Judy. I think uh, I, w- I went and found you the Punch and Judy store at, in England and was like, look, it's funny. It is oh, definitely yeah. like, uh, but it's, I think it's something that like you would see it and be like, oh, that's Punch and Judy. Like, can, you, can you one of you explain? For, well, could you or Abby for my and the theoretical listeners benefit explain what Punch and Judy is? It's, Dolls? It's a type of doll theater. Oh well, it's it's Commedia dell'arte writ small, my friend. It's um there was the gentleman Punchinello in the old Commedia dell'arte who'd always have a, a slapstick. Whence we get the name slapstick, and he'd run around and and he just beat the snot out of people, and then they would be dead, and it was just a a whole play about how funny it is when people die, uh, and yet we complain about um, violence on television. Uh, and and as sort of theater, I, I'm speaking mainly uh, out of assumptions and attempting to sound smart. Um, but as theater sort of developed as a popular form, uh, while it crossed the French Channel, uh, there was this theater company crossing the French Channel, but they, they were trying to swim because they wanted to, to get in shape. And this is the point where you realize that I'm stretching the truth a little Um some of them drowned in that terrible undertow in the English Channel. And uh, so it was just one man survived and he had none of his actors. So he built a little puppet theater uh, by the seaside. That's where you would generally see a Punch and Judy show by by the sea in like a little shack that you'd, you'd have built uh, with sort of a very Commedia dell'arte sort of visual style with like those weird diamonds and, and sort of bright, bold color matching and uh punch uh named for punchinello um is sort of like an andy cap kind of a figure a, a henpecked husband uh and he, he talks like this you you have um it's called a swizzle <laughs> stick and you sort of hold it in your mouth and it it makes your voice sort of um sound like one of those whistles like those uh but it, it like you hold your voice like that a slide whistle uh, you, have, you have to yeah, kind of, kind of like that. Um, no, the ones with like a like a wheel that rolls around inside of the whistle. You ever had one of those? They're like little dollar store no, toys. No, but I want one. I don't. Know. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
they're they're kind of cute. Um, and it, it sort of sounds like this. And he, his wife, the Judy, uh, who has a a baby sometimes, the Judy and the baby, um, will say to Punch like, "Oh, go get sausages." And he'd he'd go to the butcher, who'd also be a puppet with a little sausage link puppet thing hanging there, and he'd beat the crap out of the the cook, the butcher. To take the the sausage links, he'd go back to his wife, but his wife still wouldn't be impressed by the sausage links, and so she'd hit him, and then he'd hit her back, and then he'd go like, "Kill the Judy, kill the Judy," and and then he'd beat his wife to death. And this, I want to be clear, I'm not being spurious. This is like one of the standard outlines of a Punch and Judy show. Like he will usually murder his wife, and then like a police officer <laughs> puppet will say, "You shouldn't kill your wife," and then he'll like run. And you'll sort of have like, oh, they're on the side of the puppet theater. They're upside down. Also, well, I guess he couldn't really do upside down, but you know, it, it's sort of wacky puppet slapstick. And then um, he would often die, or he'd otherwise just encounter the devil, and then he'd beat the devil to death, or the devil would beat <laughs> him to death. Sort of, I don't know if it's dependent on the mood of what. Whoever's these doing are the all story. the things that I love. Yeah, you I know, it, it's in many ways it's a precursor to, to the Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it it it's wow. sort of a a thing. It's it's fascinating to look at because like no one really does it anymore, except as like, oh, look at how cute a new tray this is that this is being done, just because sort of right. the demolishment of any sort of equality in the in the class structure of the world. Um, not that I guess there ever was that much, but uh, even the middle class doesn't really exist anymore, so there isn't as much of a, of an opportunity for these people to make their money off of tips or anything. So it, it is kind of a, a struggling art form. Um, but it, but they, it's, and I, the, I recommend but you're drawing it. some inspiration uh, from that with uh, rocket punch and Judy, obviously uh, with it, the title. Now that I describe a rock uh, punch and Judy show, I realize I didn't draw nearly as much inspiration as I meant to um, in my head. There are evil robots that all, Sort of, because everyone's sort of talking through loudspeakers and stuff when they're having giant robot fights. And so in my head, the the speakers sort of sound like they're yelling, like, kill the Judy, kill the Judy. Um, <laughs> but I, so I, it's fun. difficult to communicate that in text. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. The, the sort of the shtick is, oh, it's a clown robot. It was made to do like circus special effects and stuff. It does fireworks and whatnot. Uh, and it has no weapons. And that's the fun like, oh, how's it going to win a giant robot fight? It does wacky things. And... Cool. And oh, I, I, so I realize it's not encouraging that I sound scornful of my own idea while I describe it. But it, it's more because of my uh, oh. emotional issues than because of any problem with the story itself. I just want to be clear to any editors listening who might be reading my submission in the coming weeks. <laughs> it's a great story. You'll love it. I think everyone, I, I don't trust people who are too proud of their own work you know what i mean but maybe Absolutely. that's just my low yeah no you have to have a sense of removal um from it yeah and i yeah. think especially before you go out on submission um i mean you're like i always i just went out on submission and like you forget i mean i don't know if you get you hear your rejections back but Man, you gotta protect that heart. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, there's yeah. always gonna be a couple of zingers in there uh, that really like where you're like, no, I do believe in this. You know the the thing that we've yeah, been yeah. doing in development too, 
like which I've talked to Abby about, um, which is the Spike Ritters one. They it's only negative notes, and then when it's time to give the positive news, they're just like, "Okay, you got the positive news," um, but just next up with the next sort of thing to do. Like when they said yeah. yes to the initial pitch, it wasn't like we love this so much. It's so funny and really like this choice and really like that. Mm. It's just like, hey, so we want to do this. You guys want to do that? And we're like, sure. And then a million months of lawyer negotiations and then like, all right, we're doing this. Okay, cool. Go ahead and do it. All right, here's what I don't like about it. All right, so change this, this, and this, and this. And this. All right, it's looking better. Still don't like this. All right, cool. Let's do this. Just at some point, it's like, do you like it? Uh, a friend of mine, Kevin Fox, very talented screenwriter, give him work, um, was posting today that that uh, someone he knew had had to radically rewrite a script because an exec was fixated on a phrase he used in the pitch, which was salmon cannon. And he insisted that he rewrite <laughs> the script to use that phrase more. <laughs> wow. I, mean, uh, I wish that, that I don't have any power in this industry because I would abuse my power like that all the time. I would just be like, yeah, what, make it rhyme. Do the whole thing in iambic pentameter. <laughs> that's I mean, the, that see, that's, the, that's what I want. That would be kind yeah. of fun. You should definitely yeah, well, be. My, if I was a film exec, I mean, clearly I would just green light only cat shows. Like, yeah. I have, I have, <laughs> we have a friend exec who, uh, historically loves chicken content she has chickens right so she's if you like picture something with chickens she's always like oh chickens i like this um <laughs> dm me so yeah, her I name if, oh yeah, i will note sure. yourself come up with chicken stuff come up with chicken themed <laughs> content but yeah i, think I guess if that, i was an exec that's where this this is that's where this is uh the looking for multiple things because it's like um I love I love robot stuff too. Like I love ro- yeah, robots plus. I just invented robot chicken. That's what I just invented. <laughs> robots plus chicken. <laughs> robots plus chicken. Is there a show there? Does anybody think there's a show that could go for a very long time involving robots and? Ch- oh, I shoot. had a pitch earlier. It would be like an anime about like a like a famous jewel thief, a super criminal who's like always getting invited to engage in a menage a trois with with married couples, and it would be called Lupin the <laughs> Third. what if it's uh the looney tunes characters but younger and there's like two bunnies and they go to school and the main looney tunes are there as teachers uh at a looney university should that be a show you know what's my pitch just when you described it like that is it's the same it's the same basic thing as is tiny tunes but it's um it's actually the original looney tunes as kids but the teachers are still also the original Looney Tunes. And it turns into this weird like time travel mind screw thing where they're like, how am I? You wake up every morning and you look at your a younger version of yourself full of potential, but he's faded to make the same mistakes <laughs> that you remember making. Yeah. You're the, the <laughs> so funny. You're the whole thing is trying to like uh, prevent th- himself from becoming a teacher. Bugs Bunny. But no matter what, he can't get young Bugs Bunny to... Russian Bugs Bunny doll. Yeah. It's exi- Russian Bugs Bunny doll. There it is. That's the name of the... My, my girlfriend yeah, Morgan has always wanted to do a story about um, Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd as like an old gay married couple. 
sort of oh, like, uh, yeah, that. we retired from the industry years ago. And we were always screwing with each other on the camera. But uh, I came home and he held That's me. That's the CW show. That's going to be CW is always doing. They're doing yeah, like a that'll Powerpuff be the Riverdale, Girls. the gritty. They're doing like a live action Powerpuff I, Girls where they're all like sad oh, really? teens. Whoa, that's awesome! Actually, <laughs> that like I guess it's definitely becoming. It's just its own thing. That sort of subgenre, but I don't know. That kind of sounds cool. At least the way you pitched it. I, I like the CW idea just because of the image of like a CW show about like old retired people living in a trailer is just a wonderful image. Like it would still be shot like all CW shows and maybe it would be like actual 20 year old models, but like made up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or you just get like really hot old people with like their shirts open. I'd watch that. Bugs Bunny is like, uh, would be, I think even just play them as human. Like Bugs Bunny is just like yeah. a smaller guy and Elmer Fudd is the big bear guy. And they've been a couple for a long time, but they used to have a Punch and Judy-esque show where they would uh, try to kill each other. And now they just love each other. Classic. Now they just love each other. Um, Morgan, what I, does... I, I feel uh, the need to defend British also? culture and point out that everyone's fully aware that puppet shows where a guy kills his wife... Are, are not something you want to expose small children to uh, necessarily anymore. And I think they often open with content warnings now. I, I just felt the need to note that. I didn't want to be selling Poor an Britain. aspect of, of anyone's... Yeah, I, I didn't want to... I got family there. My grandma grew this. up in uh, that Welsh town, Flanfireputh, Gwyngeth, Gogorich, Wyrn, Dropafland, Asilio, Gogogoch. Whoa. So I don't want to sell it short. Wow. That took hours well, just to learn. It's... it's- it's nice to know the context because, like I said, I just knew, yes, there's sort of, it's puppet slapstick. That's kind of all I knew about it. And then the uh, the illusion in your in your title, the allusion, makes you wonder about it. And now we know. Now we know the story behind the story. pun at the title, um, yeah. which is a delightful pun. Uh, you're, uh, but Morgan, uh, what is she, what's she do besides anything? What is she? Oh, what's she's her, uh, <laughs> a graphic is, designer. She does, she does art for the internet. Oh, that's uh, so cool. She takes commissions, I believe. Um, businesses, excuse me, actually been booming for her since the pandemic. So we've been, we've been eating uh, salmon every day. Is, is salmon really nice. the richest so food I could think of? What do you do besides truffles every day? What, besides writing comic books, what do you do? Like I'm, uh, I'm a copy editor. Work? I was a technical writer for ages, uh, mostly a copy editor. Gotcha. I moved out here and I thought, I'm going to get this MFA. I'm going to go to this very prestigious program. And then I'm going to finally break out of copywriting. And I'm still stuck in copywriting, but I actually make less money than I did before I got my MFA because they sort of know that I'm stuck. This is uh, good to know because I'm thinking of getting an MFA, but not in writing, in clinical. Wise. Ooh. Like oh, a, yeah, you were talking about that. Was I talking about that? I forget who I was. I think you, you alluded to it. I you alluded to it. I alluded to it. I alluded to it earlier in this conversation. Yeah, he's going to. Oh, no. He's going to try to go back to school, you know, which I think is. Uh, yeah. I think it's good just to do 
in general uh, to like continue your education throughout your life? A hundred percent. Or do you just regret it? I, I think it's best no, you- to um, get someone else to pay for it. I, I think in hindsight, that's what I should have done. <laughs> So if, if you, I could do it you, over again, I would get someone else to pay for it. You'd get some, yeah. Um, you and Morgan have similar, because I am an artist, grants a writer, um, such a nice balance, uh, I think. As far yeah, as... I, I, uh, that's fascinating you say that, because I've also been sort of marveling, sort of the more we've been trapped inside together, sort of been marveling... Um, and, and Morgan is shy, so she 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 probably is not happy that I'm talking about her so much. Um, but uh, I've sort of been marveling at what a, a nice balance we are, sort of personality wise, because um, sort of she's she's very bold when I am feeling very shy, and yet when I am feeling very bold, she is feeling shy, and we're able to sort of cover for each other that way. And I, I've I've always been very pleased with the way we work together and it's nice to know that uh that's not an unusual way for for couples to work yeah i think it's uh it's nice to not be like fully in the same i can't even imagine like just two writers together i feel like that would be very tough or two artists oh my gosh can you imagine one person succeeding in an industry the other one is struggling in that would be miserable yeah, it's I would a like hard... every morning. I'd be like, "Oh, sweetie, would you like some coffee?" I promise I didn't put poison in it, but I did put poison in it. <laughs> I did, but not, not enough poison. to kill you, just enough to make you weak and dependent on me, so that you have to introduce <laughs> me to your agent. <laughs> That's why it's going to work. Ashlyn sending me back to school uh, because Ashlyn's got ten careers popping off, and I've got none. I'm not. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not sending you back to school. You make it sound so punitive. Uh, yeah, it's more. I think. Well, it's, I was uh, kidding because I'm. I I'm like looking forward to it. I'm, I think it'll be. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Uh, or this project that I mentioned will force me to not do it because it'll actually take up more time. We don't yeah. know. Hey. I mean, We're, who knows what life will lead? Is what I always think, yeah. you know, there's so but many, I, think I can, I can definitely start it. There's definitely time before anything potentially happens there. There's plenty of time to like get started. I think. Yeah. Although who knows? I mean, maybe it's like, I don't know what happens after you do the pitch. If somebody says yes, I don't know how that works. Um, well, how, yeah, how did know. you even I'm... get to the point of presenting these pitches? Mm, well, uh, we were I at Cafe One Hundred One. Yeah, know. we're at Cafe One Hundred One, the the last bastion of civilization in Los Angeles. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I've been working in animation for a long time now, almost a thousand years now, almost ten years. Uh, and you were spoken of in prophecy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think. I mean, it's sort of like weird even, like, I don't even know how I got involved in like pitching animation projects. Um, But I I think there's less barrier to pitching animation projects than live action. Um, Because companies sort of like will take pitches uh, 
at a much kind of like more unfinished state um or like you just don't I mean I don't know I haven't pitched live action before but um but yeah I mean I just had had been working for a while and had met these people and it's kind of just like oh yeah well this is kind of what we're thinking and then they're like all right <laughs> like it's literally kind of like <laughs> it just sort of happened like that um it was just uh, yeah it was just like a, it was a general and then at a general it was like oh well I've got these ideas and then it was like, tell me more about that one. So then wrote up a little couple of pages about it, a two sheet. They liked that. And then they, it has to be something that they can sell up to their bosses, I think is how it is. And then if they just sort of like the general concept, it seems like, because the first couple of times that we pitched were like the Satan Town one and they're like other like adult animation ones that weren't, or maybe just a fit for what they're look, looking for at the time. But then... Yeah, this is the only this is the only one that's ever said yes to me. But it was also uh, an exec who's really great who we'd pitched like a, a couple of times before when she was at previous companies. So could all yeah. like I say, it's just sort of like it, it was basically just like a friendship or like just a general sort of relationship that I don't know. I think there's there's similar uh-huh. both being midwestern and maybe other things. But it was a right. Am I? I don't think I'm speaking out yeah. of bounds either. Am I, Ashlyn? We no, can always I don't delete think so. this. Abby, you um, also should know. There's full permission to. Uh, delete this podcast at any point if you or morgan are like you know i wish i hadn't said that i don't see why you would but you could you could just be like you always have full delete as does every guest and in fact we're kind of wrapping up the show i suppose because time passed quickly i've been sort of playing rocket league in the background and uh we spend about 15 minutes we spend at least 15 minutes of the podcast trying to convince each guest that they should delete their their episode or the whole podcast. <laughs> um, I keep trying to get somebody to tell me to stop doing this and that they would be embarrassed to have their name on it. I don't know why it's my I'm working through it on, in therapy. Yeah. Um, I can't say I understand why you're doing anything you're doing, but um, I have always believed in the right of every human to self-determination. And so I, I can't <laughs> condemn you. But I, I will say, in terms of your, your your pitches, I think you'd probably get a lot more success if you introduced a character into most of your shows. Uh, I've, I actually have spent a long time developing this character. His name is Benjamin Franklin. And you wouldn't even need to, like, design a character because you can get little green pieces of paper with his art on it. And you could just sort of slip that into the <laughs> middle of your pitch packet and then just slide it across <laughs> the desk. It's a lot like... Hollywood, I'm led to understand, operates similarly to most uh, traffic stops. And, uh, <laughs> just add it. Although, actually, just most traffic stops end worse if you have cocaine. Uh, whereas, as I'm led to understand, pitch meetings, it, very much the opposite policy is in place. Hmm. That's, uh, I got to, I mean, we'll have to get, first of all, I'll have to figure out how to get some of those and then figure out how to do that. Just pay people off. Um, that sounds great. Do you think that they would accept it if it was a drawing of <laughs> Frank? It would have to be a darn good drawing. <laughs> like literally just like a hand-drawn version. <laughs> be like, mm, for you. <laughs> I wonder if any, I like, so. you know, you, wanna, you want people to remember your art. So like you do something in your style and just like slip that at a convention or something. I'm sure someone's done that. That would be cute. Just anyway, Abby, to, yeah. 
let's wrap this up. What do you think? Should we release this or not release this? Do you consent or not consent to releasing this with your name on it without any editing? I, I consent to releasing this, but I'll tell you I'm bewildered why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, ask me, you know, good question. I well, think at some I, point I spent much of this do... podcast thinking, oh, this is cute. This is homely. These people are fun to talk about. And now you seem, I, I, I'm no stranger to regretting the things that I've said immediately after I, I say them, but I, I don't generally then talk people out of publishing our conversation. <laughs> I, I, this is not something I'm accustomed to ending podcasts with. Uh, and I'm assuming you'll leave this oh, negotiation- I mean, on the tape. And because of that, I want to draw out this negotiation as long as possible because I think it's a, it's a fertile comic ground. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it just seems like a good place to end because I really don't want to edit it. And if I start editing it, because there's definitely points in this conversation where we're like, oh, we could easily cut this out. But then where do you stop? I mean, you theoretically just leave the good stuff in. But what what's good? What even is good, man? I don't know. Leave it raw. Well, great. Let me but ask you, because I think this is the, the fertile comic ground here. Uh, what parts of this conversation do you think uh, are most um, objectionable that, that I would most object to you putting online? Because that that's what I, I think I'm hitting a wall here. Because when you say it, I feel like, oh, well, there must be something. But uh, I also can't immediately think of any. No, you're, you were perfectly great. I feel like it's the association with the blandness that I bring to the table uh, that you'd be like, I don't, I just don't want to be part of something that's this, whatever this is, whatever you're going Core through, Grant, I don't, I don't want, I won't want to be part of this, um, which I would say, yeah, that's understandable. Or maybe at some point you were just like, oh, I, uh, you, you mentioned Morgan being shy. So you could say, I, I just delete everything. She doesn't feel comfortable. I'd say, fine. Ah. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you for what. I, um, I, I, I don't think I'm too worried about being associated with uh, what you described as this blandness because I, I had no intentions of putting this, like, on my resume. I was more thinking of this <laughs> as, as an endless churn of content that we're all required to, to manufacture as denizens of the internet. Um, exactly. And in that regard, I, I, I feel it would be better to cast it onto um, unfertile soil. And perhaps as in, in the parable of the sower, it, it will still find a place in the ground and, and blossom into a, into a beautiful flower. And you can tell that I used to teach Sunday school. Um <laughs> It's, I was it's just going to say, I don't, Ashley, I don't know. you can there's see why I love Abby, right? You can... Yeah, we would be friends IRL. I can't wait till there is no pandemic and yeah. we can all share a big, big trough of soup. <laughs> what, what kind of soup? We're going to share a big... Yeah, a what kind of soup, communal soup. Uh, what, what minestrone. Flavor of soup? Everybody likes minestrone. I mean, oh, you know, you know what I'm going to pitch instead of hot soup, uh, old sketch comedy that all lie together in a big sketch comedy bed and it would be a big uh, mug of sketch comedy cocoa and everyone would sort of sip from this giant <laughs> mug at the same time. Yeah, oh, I love that. Ashlyn, you love cocoa. I love cocoa. Aw. 
Canadian my favorite fact. bandicoot. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> she she is, is, she is, is it better of north the... of the border? Is it a a licensing thing, a, a regulation thing? Yeah, no, I don't know. I think it's just colder <laughs> there, so it seems more satisfying. Oh. That's fair. That's fair. Um, well, I, I want to go on a quick tear sure. just before we, we close off this podcast, which is just Please to complain do. about people who have literal interpretations yeah. of the Bible. Because if there's one thing that we know with all certainty from the Bible, it's that the Lord was a big fan of metaphors and similes and comparisons and analogies to the point that we have a special word for metaphors used by the Lord in the form of parables. And it just seems to me very strange that anyone would think that the Bible should be interpreted sheerly literally uh, in light of this fact. It seems to me that it's a problem that, that's persisted within the church for generations, for, for, for thousands of years now, uh, because even when the Lord was telling these parables, he would say, you know, oh, we're like sheep. And if a sheep is lost, then the Lord wants to bring the sheep back to the flock because the Lord loves all of the sheep. And then the the apostles or someone who was listening would say like, oh, but what about the ones who are the wrong color? What about, we don't have to love them, right? And the Lord would sort of sigh and he'd say, no, well, you, I met someone of a different color and he helped a guy who'd been hurt on the street. In another parable, he was a Samaritan, but you know what? He was pretty good. And they'd be like, okay, so that Samaritan was pretty good, but what about all the other Samaritans? And the Lord would sort of sigh. And he'd say, no, all of the Samaritans, lo- all of your neighbors, lo- love all of all of them. And they, what about the injured? What about the lepers? The Lord would say, yes, the leopards too. And they would say, what about the poor and the needy? And the Lord would say, yes, them too. And then finally it got so bad that uh, the Lord let them kill him because anything was better than dealing with those people. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've tried oh, to make that work on stage for ages I there's like a tension when you talk about religion understandably because a lot of people are huge jerks about it uh I, you, you need a very specific kind of room for it unfortunately but I thought this is the kind of a setting where Grant isn't too worried <laughs> about the quality of the product he's putting out apparently <laughs> apparently um well shit if I knew you were down to just do bits I mean we buried the lead, but whatever, that's going to go in the episode title or description, I think. I mean, fast forward to the end is usually good advice for this podcast is like, Aww. that's where that's where the leads are getting buried. The leads are getting Don't buried. Don't get me started on my brother, the car. <laughs> uh, Do you know that's Abby, spelled L-E-D-E? For... I think that's perverse. I know. Isn't that right? It is. Yeah. You know, there's a. Here's I here's the thing I've got, which is I don't like when words don't seem to match their definition. Like hamstring and penis, they should switch. Those don't those two would make more sense the other way around. <laughs> folks, folks. I'm not sure I that's sympathize. <laughs> it works great on uh fun on... fun fact, if in your pitches even, uh that I learned from years presenting things in churches uh the rule is with public speaking say words the way that they mean say softly say dangerous say gentle say wool cotton sheep lambs child 
What do you Love, do if your voice friendship. is like mine and you what just keep sounding like things. a honking duck? <laughs> talk about lots of ducks. Talk about ducks as much as you could talk about chickens and then your career would presumably take mm. off. This is the right idea. I need to be talking more about chickens and why chickens sound like my, my voice, my chicken voice. But all the chicken stories have been told is the thing. Seals like you've got the chickens well covered. I don't know. Look, we uh, this podcast needs to end, and so we're just going to end it here uh, because Bye. the allotted time is. <laughs> uh, Abby, podcast is should produced. people follow you on Twitter? We'll put your links in the description. All right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out. We don't need to. I feel like advertising my social media on this podcast would be kind of like, um, I don't know, signing an act of graffiti that a child made. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being here. You can't hear it, but I'm going to start playing us out with the uh, music again by the band Talk Time uh, from their Year of Self EP. They've graciously given us permission talk time abby denton joined us ashlyn anstey is my wife and the co-host grant party is my name this show is produced by eight cats five of them feral their names are yeah. prince moose milo zeus squeaky mama shadow peanut mala butter. And peanut butter yeah yeah that's right that's eight cats, and they, they produce it. Gosh, bless it. All right, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.